Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to Purple Pain Forums for allowing us to post our podcast there. So if you're looking for an online forum for passionate Vikings fans, feel free to check out purplepainforums.com. Also want to give a shout out to Purple PTSD for giving us a chance to post our podcast there as well. Be sure to check out the great writing over at purpleptsd.com. Kyle, we've talked a little bit about the draft last week mm-hmm. and knew that the next anticipated event was the scheduled drop. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, we're recording Friday morning, just came out last night. Uh, that's what we'll talk about today. But before we get into that, how are things on your end? Doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's we're entering the slower part of the football schedule. So um, sometimes April, March and April feel busier for football than the actual season itself, which is kind of funny. But we're entering the uh, slower part of the offseason and schedule, to my mind at least, is kind of like the last kind of large, I don't even know what, news drop or something like that. So it's exciting for sure. I, I'm, I'm happy to see and have confirmed the full schedule uh, which we're going to get on to talk about here now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get into that, I had one question for you. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the worst month regarding football in terms of like, just like as a fan, what do you find is like the worst month? Like I, June, I thought June would be it, but I was wondering yeah. if there's any, like, I know that July end of July, things start picking up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, th- I think June pretty distinctly just as far as, you know, you know, football goes into February, Super Bowl, and then you have March free agency, April, you have the draft, and then the draft can even bleed into early May. And then the NFL is smart by pushing the schedule announcement back into May. And so you kind of have all these like kind of marquee events. And then June, you really don't have that, right? And you just have a little bit of a downtime. There are like, you know, mini camps and OTAs and that kind of thing, but workouts. But then July is training camp. Like June is really the low, um, which is not a bad thing. Right. Like it's not it's not a bad thing to uh, have one goodness, one month of the year when the NFL isn't uh, having some sort of huge news kind of gravity pull where they just kind of dominate the sports headlines. So June, I would say, would be. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what that was my guess. I just I was that was a thought that came through my mind last night because there are just certainly months of off seasons in sports that really suck and. Yep. Feels like June was there, but that was uh, you confirmed my my theory. Um, yes, but yeah, let's talk about the schedule. I I was thinking like it's kind of hilarious to think about how much stock gets put into this schedule. Yeah. But when you only have now seventeen games in a season, it makes sense, especially because you are factoring in that like you're not going to play every team, and so you've got. Like you've got stretches that you're looking at in terms mm-hmm. of difficult stretches, and you've got opponents that you're looking at too. Um, yeah. So I, I want to ask you a couple different questions, but first, I want to hear just your first thoughts as you see the schedule. What was your reaction? I know that it, it, the interesting thing with news now is that things leak out over time. Yeah. And so we already had an idea of some of these things, or at least had a good hunch. But what was your first thought when you actually was like, okay, I can see the whole 18 weeks here. Yeah. Uh, first, first thing I look for is the bye week, 
right? And especially given the context of a week four game in London. Uh, so that kind of tipped the hand a little bit, I would say, in that you're probably not going to have the week four game in London and then have like a week 13 bye. They're probably going to try and give the team a bye shortly thereafter. And so it's not a week five, but it is week seven. So you get six games and then week seven. And so this is kind of following a bit of a pattern now, right? Two years ago, the Vikings began one and five and they went into the bye. Last year, they began three and three. They went into the bye. And both years ended pretty unspectacularly, right? They were just kind of a humdrum, seven and nine, then eight and nine, uh, not good enough to get in. And turns out not good enough to, to bring back the old leadership team. So it'll be interesting to see what the new coach and GM can kind of do before heading into what feels pretty familiar, the week seven bye. So that's kind of my first impression. From there, just that pattern of home and away. They, they've got one game at home and then one on the road all the way up through to week nine. They kind of follow that pattern. And then finally that breaks from week nine to 10. They got a couple on the road and then they got three at home consecutively and then so on and so forth. Uh, and then finally, week 17 at Packers, week 18 at Bears. Um, if things turn out well for this team, they're probably pursuing a wild card spot. Maybe, maybe fighting for the North. And so those games on the road against two division rivals feel pretty significant uh, with how we think the season might proceed. So that'd be kind of my first impressions, we would say, from looking at it. Did you have anything kind of jump out to you? Which, I mean, we already kind of knew the Philly Monday Nighter, the London Saints game, even like the uh, the Thanksgiving game, I think, was leaked as well. So some of the really kind of notable ones were kind of already known. But was there anything that really kind of grabbed you? Yeah, I think like certainly the buy is one of the first things to look at. But I think also looking at who are those teams you're going to play that are outside of your conference. So yep. who are the teams in the AFC was one of the first things I saw. And so you see you got the Buffalo, Miami, New England, yep. Jets. Uh, you also get Indianapolis in there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm missing, I don't think I'm missing anyone else. I think it's just those five. I, I believe they're, if there's not six teams um maybe there's just five yeah dolphins uh bills pats jets and colts yeah i think you might be right yeah, yeah. Listen, five. listen to sam and and i'm thinking that out of all of the divisions to get in the afc certainly not the easiest but certainly not the best precisely i mean the bills are obviously very good but the patriots patriots aren't who they used to be and uh, I don't think the Jets and Dolphins are scaring too many teams. Um, doesn't mean they're not going to maybe show signs of improvement, but I don't think they really scare anyone. Uh, so they see, they appear to be winnable games. And the Patriots I'd even put into that category as well. Um, they're just not as intimidating as they used to be. The Bills on the road, week 10, that, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. If that, we're, uh, being in Canada, that actually might be a fun... If we were to circle any game to go to, yeah, that would be the one. That would be yeah. the game. I would love to go see a game in Buffalo. And Oh, man, I think we'd have a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We would be going through tables. Um, no, <laughs> precisely. Yeah, precisely. I would, I would show up about 15 minutes before kickoff. Um, yeah. No, it's it. So that, that was one of the things that caught my eye. I like personally, I have to say, I don't know if I could care less about the time that a game happens versus noon versus 345 versus prime time. That, that's me personally. 
I don't yeah. know what your thoughts are. I, I know certain people have made a big stink about that. I personally don't care, but maybe you have a different... Right. In, in some ways, it's an indicator of what the league thinks of you, in a sense, in that, like... You know, and they're, they're always going to put a team like Dallas, good or bad, into primetime spots because Dallas is such a big draw, right? And they get so much attention. But, like, generally speaking... You know, every team gets their shot in some primetime games, right? But then some obviously are uh, featured more prominently. And generally speaking, it's the teams who the league happens to uh, see as having a better shot, right? Because, I mean, those primetime slots, you don't want to put a bad product out there, right? So the fact that there's only two primetime games um, and then three late afternoon games suggests that, you know, they're basically... The NFL is kind of has a bit of a lukewarm assessment, we would say, of the Vikings. Uh, I guess the one thing that you can maybe add on to those three is that the London game starts at a peculiar time, just insofar as it's played in London. And so, therefore, it'll be kind of first thing in the morning rather than that noon kickoff. Um, but yeah, like it doesn't, doesn't matter to me, frankly, that that much. But it does, it is maybe one little small hint that the the NFL looks at the Vikings and just says, so-so. Yeah. So maybe a little bit of a pride factor. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps there's a little bit of uh, they take a little bit of insult there, maybe. But like, if that, um, hopefully, if the Vikings look at it and they're pissed off and say, hey, look, we should be featured more prominently. We're better than this. Then I say, fine. Any, any little motivation sounds good to me. Yeah, like, to be frank, like, they haven't earned it yet. No, they haven't. No, they, their most recent history uh, suggests that this is basically where they're at, right? Yeah. Like, so, but I, I, if I'm the head coach of the Vikings, I'm not saying that, you know, no, so if no. I'm trying to motivate my guys, I'm not saying, yeah, well, we're basically just so, so right. Like, um, I don't know what Kevin O'Connell's tactics will be to try and motivate his group, but we'll see, I suppose. Yeah. Like if, like, I think it's sometimes we can even try to cling to adversity in sports or like, just like want to battle against the odds that, I've actually watching the NHL playoffs, and we'll get to that at some point. The Colorado Avalanche have even their social media has talked about adversity, and like they played Nashville and like absolutely dummied them. And it's like it's like sometimes it feels like you can almost create adversity out of nothing. And I think this is certainly maybe a situation where uh, there is a little bit more validity. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know what? Like whatever you do to allow for you to perform the best that you can. Uh, I'm all for so like as a fan I find I don't care but hearing about just the maybe the respect uh, maybe that's the the word factor has has an influence there so sure um, that's sure. fair um so we're, we're, we won't spend too too much time talking about the schedule but I'm curious for you maybe picking out something that you like about the schedule and then something that you're feeling a little bit nervous about in terms of as you look at the schedule, I know last year, one of the things we did is we kind of broke it down and saw like, there's certainly some different chunks here and certainly like the bye week helps with that, where we've, we've got the first six weeks that we're looking at. Um, but I'm curious for you, if you look at any stretches or any significant, like, okay, those two or three games I'm excited about, mm-hmm. or you know what, this is not a good time to be having this matchup what what just your thoughts on on either end of those so i'll i'll highlight one and then maybe i'll toss it back to you for a similar thing but my 
I'm kind of gravitating toward week 10 to week 13, just because that week 10 is at Bills, which is obviously notable. And you get a few storylines there, especially with the whole Stefan Diggs thing. But then, um, you know, Leslie Frazier's still in town in Buffalo. So there are some connections there. And just the fact that you're playing a good team on the road is always notable. But then you have three home games back to back to back. And so that feels like a stretch to me. Week 10, you kind of know who's good and who's not so good. And if we are average to maybe a bit above average, this is the time when you can really tell the NFL, tell your fans that you're not just average to a little above average, but you're actually a good team and you're, and you're actually going to get into the playoffs. And so capitalizing on this stretch where you have, uh, you know, those three straight home games, you know, maybe even stealing one in Buffalo in week 10, if you can do well there before you head into that final stretch where you have the three divisional games, all of which are on the road, um, I would see that as kind of like a critical uh, a critical uh, kind of point in the season and that you're playing. I mean, the Jets aren't very good, but the Pats, Cowboys, and Bills are all going to be, you know, good to really good. Some, somewhere in that range we expect. So I kind of highlight that four-game stretch as being quite notable to me yeah. um, for whatever that's worth. That makes sense. I, yeah. I want to say this. I have a feeling like one of that, those Miami or the New York Jets mm-hmm. are going to be a team that maybe surprises this year like you you look at those teams i know like certainly popular opinion would be that those teams aren't aren't great but like i don't know it, it would be really interesting and, and those sometimes those games are there's challenges because you are expected to win and so yep. losing hurts even more exactly uh, but you like i think that that makes sense that stretch of of home games there um is a chance to especially at a critical point in the season where you're trying to establish yourself mm-hmm. every game is important and in some ways one game doesn't matter more than the other because they all count for the same. Um, but that's certainly, yeah, it makes sense as a stretch to, to, to get some points, uh, Mm -hmm. to get some wins. I, I'll pick up on that because I actually, this was pointed out. I was looking through just the comment section because it's fun to see how people react to the Vikings. And there's a guy named Dave who actually made a comment, uh, at DTPKLL. There's no way to pronounce that because there's no, uh, there's no vowels there. Um, but he made a point that after the week 10 game uh, until week 17, they're only on the road for one game. So they're yeah, they right. Only go to Detroit for whatever right. it is, a couple days. And yeah, that's right. The rest of the, the, they're at home. And so it's this interesting year, right? When they've got 10 home games, uh, just 10. 10, nine, nine, nine home games, games. Nine and home then eight games. on the road. Yeah. Eight on the road. Well, seven on the, well, yeah, I guess they're the London game is kind of the neutral site in a sense, but it is an away game. Yeah. It counts as a road game. That's right. Um, but yeah, those are, that's a lot of home games to be playing. Yeah. Stretch. That's true. Yeah. It's true. That even goes beyond kind of what I was saying there. So five and six are uh, five out of six are at home. Yeah. And so you really think then like you really got to, Especially since the 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 road game is the Lions. Now, obviously, they beat us last season, so it's not like you can feel like you know we're king of the castle. But uh, you know, you'd really hope that the Vikings capitalize on the stretch, right? Yeah, like you look at that from Dallas until uh, until you play Green Bay Week Seventeen. That could be a stretch where 
they really make a run for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't and know. With you, with you pointing that out, they don't have, at most, they have back-to-back road games. They yeah. don't have anything beyond just two road games clustered uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. So it certainly is one of those uh, areas that pops out. I, I know I'm looking at the schedule that's color-coded, which is helpful for my uh, simple mind. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can see all the all the purple there of of the home game. So that's that's something I'm I'm certainly excited about for them. Mm-hmm. That is a as a good stretch. Um, any thoughts in terms of something you're apprehensive about as you look at the schedule? I know Dustin has I think tweeted about this recently or something. Just saying that it was basically yearly tradition. But I am nervous about that final game at Soldier Field against the Bears, obviously. It just makes me nervous. The Bears always play us tough. Kirk Cousins always seems to struggle. If the season very reasonably could come down to the final week, and it's just a team that just happens to be a bit of our kryptonite. Uh, so it makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I think that's fair. Any, anything you're seeing that's uh, anxiety-inducing? Nothing. I'm not, ang- I'm not anxious. Nothing to be anxious about. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let, let's let's turn that anxiety. Do you want to transition there from there to the NHL? Well, yeah. I was I was I I am not anxious about anything. I think one of the things maybe that goes through my mind is that overall I don't feel like this is an overly scary schedule. Um, right. And the the athletic had us at the twentieth uh, hardest in terms of strength of schedule. Now yeah. that's based off last year's records. So it's like. You know that's going to change. It's not. A, it's not a perfect measure, but based off last year's teams and records, we're twentieth overall in terms of the difficulty. So it, I think what you're saying is exactly right. Right. Which which I think goes to my point of last year. This team seemed to match up with the opponents. Like they 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 really seemed to kind of just play up to the standard or play down to the standard of the other team, and so. Uh, I think one of the hopes this year would be that there would be some more decidedly yeah. like strong wins. Yeah. And so seeing it, like seeing these, the schedule, I think there's certainly it's like, okay, there are some certainly very winnable games. And also mm-hmm. like, they just need to be a team that no matter the opponent, they can pull together a, f- a fantastic 60 minute game. Uh, yep. Yep. But uh, maybe that's the only thought that, uh, I have maybe of caution, but yeah, I, I think we can wrap up the, the football talk here because there is certainly some hockey to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hit us so, with it. Sorry. Hit us with it. Well, so I, did you have a question there? I, Cause really we've, we, we've got the Minnesota wild to talk about, but we also have the Toronto Maple Leafs to talk about because uh, that's what I want to talk about. And, but, <laughs> but also don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get the Leafs out of the way first so we can finish off with the wild, which is going to be more important to listeners. Well, so um, go, go ahead. If you want to start us off, uh, I'll say this. I don't have any anxiety about the Minnesota Vikings schedule because it is all focused on the Leafs. Uh, yeah. That's, that was my, point. that was my point. I mean, you only have so much anxiety to give, and I suspect for you, it's basically being monopolized right now by uh, the Leafs and their situation. So for those who don't know, uh, the Leafs could have won their first first round series uh, since 04, I believe. Sam can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Since 04, so it's been a long, long time. They've been, this is now their sixth straight 
playoff appearance. They've lost five straight first round series. And so they're a good regular season team. Haven't really had much playoff success at all in recent years. And they were up 3-2 in the third period against Tampa last night. Could have won the series. Ended up losing 4-3 in overtime. So now it's game seven. Uh, back to Toronto. Saturday night, I think, Sam, is if that's correct. We're, we're talking here Friday morning. Yeah. So Saturday night. Um, can we get a game prediction from you? And overall, how are you feeling about that game? Yeah, it's this like tearing of like feeling like this team has played well and this hope that this team is different while also knowing the history, exactly. knowing that Vasilevsky in the last five games that he's played that are series clinchers is 5-0 and and has not led in a single goal. Um, yeah. He's hit five shutouts. Um, <laughs> that's, so- that's the goalie for Tampa Bay. Uh, yes, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So lights out the goalie lights they're out. playing against who has let in at least three goals every game, which. Is... Yeah. He's struggled this series based off his normal level of dominance. Yeah. So yeah. I, it, there are so many things. It would be so great to win at home. So great to, to finally win a game seven. So great to finally win a series. Like, I don't know how to explain this to Vikings fans. Like it's not like the super bowl is equivalent to the Stanley cup. And that is certainly the ultimate goal, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, this is like, beating the Packers maybe like, and it's not about the opponent. It's just about the achievement of having a playoff. Sorry. I should say beating the Packers in the playoffs. Like, like this, just the idea of that would be what this means in terms of just to the team to have a series win finally, because it has been so, so long. So I'm going to say the Leafs win. I'm going to say they win four one. You know what? Just take the anxiety right out of it. Um, That's my hope. One thing I'll, try and convey here a little bit just briefly is that the nfl you can't replicate this because it's a one and one you, you win the game you're 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 good you're going to the next round it's it's you know one game series with the nhl the seven game series there are so many more ups and downs and hope and anxiety and feelings of dread or whatever carry over like over a span of like two weeks right <laughs> like in this case so there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in like you feel all the things that you feel in a normal game that's really tight in the playoffs, but then you then times it by seven. Yeah. So and then obviously what Sam was just mentioning in, in the case of like the Leafs in particular with their history, um, there's a lot there, and then partner that with what has been a real grind of a series. Uh, Toronto wins, Tampa wins. Toronto wins, Tampa wins. Toronto wins, Tampa wins. That's literally how it's gone one to one this whole way. So if the pattern holds, then it's Toronto's night on, on Saturday night. If the pattern doesn't, then it'll be just one more year of um, disappointment. So then the final question, I'll, I'll reverse for the sake of um, for the sake of I'm cheering for Tampa, but I think I've you know when I messaged Sam, I, I think Toronto will win just because I think Tampa's looks a little bit gassed. But uh, I'll choose Tampa uh, for the sake of a different opinion. But then I will say this, uh, final prediction for Sam on Toronto. If they lose the series, uh, is there any change to the leadership? And maybe this is, you know, you can kind of relate to the Vikings losing their GM and head coach. Will something happen to Kyle Dubas, the GM, or Sheldon Keefe, the head coach? So I think you fire the head coach. I think that this team, like, it is this thing where you certainly, this team has, like, it needs to get over the hump and something needs to change. They have played very well this series even when they've lost there's been one game that they haven't played well in they've been the better team five out of six games and sometimes that's just what happens in the playoffs they're playing against the back-to-back stanley cup champions 
Um, so I do believe this line needs to change with maybe the head coach, uh, but I'm certainly not a fan of trading away one of the star players unless something, it makes sense. But um, I still believe in this team and they've got some good pieces in place for next year. So um, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. But enough, enough talking about the Leafs. Yeah, uh, we do have the the wild to talk about, and sadly, the prediction I made last time of them making it all the way to the Western Conference Finals is no longer. Uh, mm-hmm. They lost in six games to the St. Louis Blues. Tough, tough series. I I admittedly didn't get a chance to watch a ton of it. Watched a little bit of games here and there um, from what I was able to pick up. Certainly, this is the thing, and I mentioned this at the trade deadline. They traded for Flurry with the hope that he would be the guy after having Talbot, who had had a good, not fantastic, but a, a pretty good season that had got them into the playoff position that they were in. Uh, they started with Flurry, and at the end of it, they ended up going back to Talbot in the series deciding game, and they weren't able to pull it off. Um, the St. Louis Blues are a good team, and they've been rolling well, and I think I probably underestimated their ability, and I know they didn't match up well against the Wild, and, and St. Louis kind of had their number throughout the year um so you know what it's a tough loss this is a good team they they did well they had a chance they put themselves in a position to have a chance i think very quickly the discussion goes into well what do you do now because you got kevin fiala to sign you've got all this money on the salary cap and like this is the sucky thing about losing this early is that now those questions come just a little bit early and they they weren't able to even just have a round of success so I think it's really disappointing. Um, they've got a lot of a lot of good uh, pieces in place, but it, it, this is going to be really hard for the next three years for this team. And so I'll say this maybe to look at it uh, glass. I don't think you can even say the glass is half full or half um, empty, but to look at it from maybe a perspective of there are some things to cling to. The Minnesota Wild have done a great job of drafting and developing. And mm-hmm. when money gets tight, you're going to need those entry-level contracts. And I, that's one of the conversations I've seen going around already is that because these rookie deals, it, this is different than the, than the NFL. In the NHL, they've got a max amount that they're able to make in terms of $950,000, which is quite small. There are, sometimes there's performance bonuses that get mixed in there, but um, the salary cap, their hit is small. And so you've got guys like Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Kalen Addison, uh, other guys that maybe are lesser extent, but but are going to be able to come up and hopefully have a prominent role on this team. And mm-hmm. while you have limited resources in terms of money, it is not impossible. And if some of those guys can really outplay their contracts, I think that is maybe one area that you can try to hold some hope for, um, knowing that this was certainly the year that they could could have made things work. Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair based off my understanding at least, which is not particularly sophisticated. But both Sam and I were wrong in the end. We both picked the Wild to win the series. Though I would say we both would say that we certainly respected and to a certain extent maybe feared St. Louis just insofar as they've won the Cup recently, a rock-solid team. Nobody wants to play them. So... It's tough, right? And it's like with what you're saying, where you have that talent, but then getting bounced so early, like what do you do now? Especially where you have that cap crunch. So obviously you try and sync up those kind of large, you could say dead cap hits 
uh, with the entry level contracts, but it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Wilds. Um, they weren't good enough, so they need to find ways to improve. But uh, maybe that just means running it back with some of the youth. Uh, maybe that means kind of some savvy moves otherwise, but we'll see. It's disappointing. Life as a, a fan of these Minnesota teams, it's not easy. No, not easy. I think the biggest conversation is certainly around Kevin Fiala and what they do with him and yeah. the, the one-year deal that they signed uh, for him last offseason is just it at the moment that was what they needed to do to get it done uh, but then you run the danger of someone having a career year and while he certainly had his rough stretches he also showed some really good stretches too and so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there but I think uh, this is the challenge is that when you go into the offseason there's immediately this response of like you start to go into the fan GM mode and um, exactly this is fresh. It's Friday morning. So I think it's just fair to sit with it and just say this sucks uh, yep. and know that yep. there's going to be some hard decisions, but uh, the, the it's not that they're stuck. They just, they're going to have to get creative and uh, be interesting to see what they do with that. So true enough. True enough. Okay. We'll wrap up there. The Minnesota Wild section will hopefully be switched over to a Toronto Maple Leaf section moving forward. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they make a deep playoff there. I will be spending hours talking about the least. No, um, yeah. no one wants to hear that uh, except for myself. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll wrap up there. Kyle, any uh, anything to point listeners towards? No, just like hop over to purpleptsd.com. And uh, if you uh, like hockey or think you might like hockey, uh, Saturday night, Leafs Lightning is probably going to be an exciting game. So you can tune in there if you're interested. It will be very, very exciting. Um, Hopefully it's a good game for Mm -hmm. the Leafs. But uh, yeah, (laughs) take care, everyone. We're uh, just for people to be aware of, we're, we're probably moving to a little bit of an every other week schedule now versus yes posting every week so we'll continue to try to post things uh monday but uh prepare for for every other week so just for people to be aware we'll probably run that through the summer and then uh when the season starts we'll be right back to breaking down every game so take care everyone have a good couple weeks and we will talk soon bye